0: Hi, I'm Sam Fesich from the EduMagic Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: Coming up on episode 87 of Podcast PD, we talk about connecting with colleagues during remote learning. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day, except you're going to have more fun with A.J. Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, at least right now it's 8.30 on Sunday, November 1st, yo, we are almost there. I can almost see the end of 2020. I don't know about you, but I think my podcast compadres can see that as well. I am joined as always by Stacy Lindis and AJ Bianco with me, Chris Nessie. What's up, everybody? Stacy, how are you?
2: I
0: am uh, doing all right. It's a, it's a good Sunday night. I'm ready for bed because it's really in my head, 930. That clock switch really gets me every time.
1: It does. It does. That's been a problem with us in this show for years now, I think.
0: (laughs) I think every, yeah, you could probably go back to every November, like first November episode and we talk about it. And you guys talk about it even more just because the kids, I remember it messing with my boys, but yeah. So that's the big news now. That and it's, it's a convention week and election week. So there's a kind of a scatteredness to the schedule this week.
1: Yeah. There's just a few things going on this week. Speaking of things going on this week, Arthur
3: Joseph Bianca, what's up? We're just going to keep going with that, huh? Okay. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, we'll just roll with it. Why not?
0: Oh. Why not? At the end of it, I'm not going to know
3: what your real name is. Do you even know that now? I You might. I think you do.
0: I think you said it once, and I I, I no. know it's um Adam. No, I'm kidding.
3: No. God, what
0: are you I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. No. <laughs> no. Oh, poor Adam's everywhere. No. No, it's Sorry, Andrew. It's, it's Andrew, and I think it's Joseph, but it might be James.
3: Nope, you were right It could be, it could be it's John.
0: Joseph.
3: It's yeah. Joseph. The inner workings of who I am is AJ Bianco.
0: Yeah, I do like Arthur Joseph. That's pretty good.
3: That would be a good one.
0: just wait to see how many
3: I come up with from show to show. What do you have written down
0: <laughs> in a notebook? Maybe
1: today. <laughs> maybe I do. Today, maybe we'll I say. do. In my official podcast PD field notes, <gasps> AJ Bianco notebook.
0: Wait, flip it around. Is that the one you were supposed to give me? Flip it. That is the one you were supposed to give me.
1: That that can't be the case because see, inside here, this is great for podcasting. It's got my name inside and my yeah, You email. were supposed
0: to give that one to me. Remember you said, well, hey, I you- got you a field notes from a, co- a conference.
1: If it makes you feel any better, I've yet to write in it for real.
0: <laughs>
3: so you can have a signed Chris Nessie podcast PD field note notebook. I
1: can all even right. throw in a, a big uh, Olympic-sized medal of my house of Ed Tech bum, if you'd like. Bum,
0: you can't bum, see bum, it, but bum, bum, there are all my field bum, notes.
1: Bum, bum, bum. I don't even know what I'm looking at. I see, a I Up head. on the shelf. Up oh. on the shelf. Wow. Great. Those look like C- is that notebooks or CDs. This is a compelling podcast. This is a great
0: podcast. <laughs> no, good time. Everybody,
3: look. Look at, look at the
0: shelf. Look at the shelf, everybody.
1: <laughs> everybody, look. <laughs>
0: I'll take a picture, um, maybe.
1: Well, since we are live, good evening to everybody who is checking us out either on YouTube, in our Facebook group, or on Periscope, because we also live stream to there as well. Uh, if you are watching on Periscope or Facebook or on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment in the chat. We will see it. We will acknowledge it. And we want to make you a part of the conversation as always. Um, if you want to join in and call in, you can go to podcastpd.com slash join, and you can be a part of the podcast. So that's really cool.
3: Join us. Won't you?
0: Please.
1: Won't you be on our show? (laughs) Well, let's dive right in. So, well, yeah, good job, Chris. So before we dive in, um, and this will help us get to where we want to go. AJ. That's me. You have a new job. It's not new (laughs) to us. And it's not really new to you because you've been in this job, this new job for like six months.
3: No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It has not been six months. That was one of your worst transitions. You said at the beginning we're going to have a nice transition into it. You just said, "Hey,
1: no, 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 <clears> no, no, you no. got a new job." What you're about to share will allow us to have a nice transition into the topic.
3: Oh, I understand. Okay, but good.
1: until we get there, tell people what you're doing now because a lot of people may not know.
3: All right, people. So I, I don't like doing this, to be honest with you, because um, I don't like to. It feels like a, a bragging moment, and that's not who I am, and I don't like doing that. But anyway. I guess I'll uh, I'll put it out there. So when was it now? In August I was approved to be uh, an assistant principal of a school district here in uh, in New Jersey. That was 3 months ago. 3 months ago. You said six.
0: Uh-huh.
3: You said six. <laughs> Look. So I'm an assistant principal of a middle school and I'm very excited about it. I love the opportunity. I love the teachers so far have been fantastic. Unfortunately, I haven't met everybody and I only met students via Zoom because they're remote. But uh This week and next week, I'll be meeting teachers and students, and I'm quite excited, and uh, I haven't really shared it because I was saving it to throw on Reflect Ed as part of my podcast. However, my computer died, so I haven't been able to podcast because all the podcasting stuff is on that computer.
1: Yikes. So
3: that's how things go when you don't put it on a hard drive. Backup or flash drive or backup. I followed Chris Nessie's rules of podcasting and did what I was supposed to do, and then forgot maybe I should also put this on Google Drive just in case. So maybe going forward, I'll start using my uh, my resources. To be
1: fair, that one Chris Nessie did provide you with all of your podcast resources
3: you in did. Google Drive. I'm not saying you Mr. didn't podcast over here. Uh, you you hooked me up, you were you were ready to go, so we will bring it back soon. Once things, things settle down, I'm, uh, this is only my first month in the job. I started October 5th. So this is my first month in the job just trying to learn and do and and grow. and very excited because if you've listened to this show, if you listen to me, if you know me, if you've spoken to me, this has been something I've been excited about for the last five plus years. So here we go. I got the opportunity and looking forward to really help make a difference in the world of middle school children and teachers. Boom. Well,
1: congratulations to you for stepping into a role that you've desire to step into can't wait that's really exciting. stacy and i are i I can't speak for stacy but i'm proud of you
3: you guys don't care but thank you
0: no i'm super excited for you i know middle school is something you want to get back to and it's good
3: i love those middle school kids
0: and it takes a special um special type of person
3: a special type of crazy yes
0: right kindergarten and middle school special type of it's like the same thing crazy (laughs) kind of is
1: the more i'm in education the more i think it takes a special kind of crazy to just get into this in general. And then you have these subsects of crazy as you specialize and move about the K-12 cabin. Truth. True.
0: True, True story. Pre-K. Don't forget pre-K.
1: Can't forget pre-K. Pre-K
0: Thank is good.
1: For pre-K. Pre-K is good. Speaking of good, we got a couple of people checking in. Hello to Enrique checking in on YouTube and. Stephanie checking in on YouTube. Hello, hello, hello.
2: I think every time so, you say
3: Stephanie's name, you just have to say executive producer, Stephanie.
1: Executive producer, Stephanie Scrocky, checking in from it? on high.
3: Make sure that show <laughs> runs well.
1: That that's, that's probably, she's keeping tabs. She's ready to pull mm-hmm. the plug on this program at any second.
0: We appreciate it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, we do. Um, so tonight's episode, and AJ, you're going to be able to lead us into this because it, it's one thing to start a new job and go from one school to another or one district to another, but to do it during this time in 2020, you know, you, you were working very hard in your previous position, trying to do things and laid a foundation and make sure things were getting accomplished in that role. And now you've changed gears. So certainly how we connect with people is a part of that transition. Right. And, Our topic tonight is the final part of our three-part mini-series, and we're calling this Connecting with Colleagues. In episode 85, we talked about connecting with students. In episode 86, we talked about connecting with families. And tonight, we want to have a conversation around how during these crazy times are we able to connect with our peers, fellow teachers, other human beings that we work with, in this profession. So that's kind of where we're going to go tonight. Again, we want to get you involved. So whatever you're doing, whatever ideas you have or things you've done so far to stay connected with colleagues, again, it could have worked, it could have not worked. We're open to all suggestions, and we're going to share our stories and our experiences. If you want to hop aboard, podcastpd.com slash join. Let me just start by saying, if not for the two of you, I don't know how many professional conversations I'd be having outside of who I get to talk to during the day.
0: You mean right me mean right now or in general?
1: Uh, I mean, I talk to my wife, who's also in education, but that's not the same as, you know, the colleagues that I work with in my building as a high school teacher. You know, there is that lost element of, you know, seeing people in the morning when you get to school before the school day starts, whether, you know, you're making copies or, you know. Getting coffee or just seeing people in the building, you know, whether it's security guards, custodians, secretaries, all the adults you normally see, I I don't, I'm, I'm not getting that. And not a lot of people are, at least the same way it normally is. You know, I, I'm completely remote, so I haven't been in my school as a teacher since March, right? So the only conversations I'm having with colleagues are on Google Chat. Mm -hmm. like through our, you know, Google inbox for the district Uh or during our, our CPT, our common planning meetings that happen once a week for 40 minutes where we're all in a Google meet now and we get that. So for me, being a people person, liking to talk, liking to interact and be around others, it's been really tough. And, you know, I'm trying to make the best of it there. There's you know, a couple of teachers that I, I say good morning. to them on the chat every morning. And at the start of the year, one of my friends, Michelle, was like, oh, it's just like I see you in the classroom sometimes in the morning that, you know, you say good morning. And I'm like, cool, just feel free to say good morning sometimes, <laughs> you know, we're all getting on our computers at the same time. So there's, you know, no excuse not to say hello, because, you know, there's going to be some people out there with their email open and they might see your chat. Um, so that, that that's where I'll start the conversation is, you know, through through chat through Google meets with colleagues is one way I'm able to sort of connect with the people I work with.
3: Yeah. I got to be honest. That, that's, that sounds nice. It sounds nice. I feel like, you know, I'm just going to talk about this new role, right? Cause it's, it's a little different where, where I was, the teachers were in the building. So I would walk down the hall. I would say hello, quick wave because I know they're busy, you know? And at least I had that where I am now, teachers have the option that if they want to work from home, they can, or they can come in, the school's open and safe and and they can come in. So I've been connecting, I've been walking through the hallways, and for the teachers that are there, I feel good that I can make that connection, just seeing a face and waving through the window while they're teaching and doing their thing and and trying to connect that way. But to be honest, the teachers that are not in the building, there's no connection. And and, and it that's and I'm not saying it as a negative to them. I'm saying it as a negative in general of the whole situation that I feel like You know, they can't have those moments that if they needed something, they have access to me or to the principal. The people that are in the building, they have that access, you know, to get us on the phone. We come right down, they shoot an email, we'll walk down and we'll talk from the doorway. You know, we won't bother them and be in their face if they don't feel comfortable. But I just wish there was other ways that we could have connected over this past month. You know, and in other ways. Of course, we've had our faculty meetings. Of course, we've had Q and A sections, where uh, Q and A sessions via Zoom. But that's not the same thing. You know, people still have the opportunity of turning off their cameras, or sitting back, or just using a chat and just kind of like staring at a screen. I don't think that's really. I mean, it is connecting, but I don't think that's a meaningful connection. You know, and and I think for those people that aren't there, again, not saying anything to be negative. I just feel like being in the building and being with your colleagues really now, I think we see more than ever goes a long way.
0: Yeah, I agree. As someone who's in the building and I'm in the same situation as you, AJ, Um, my colleagues, those who are fully virtual have the choice of whether or not they, come to school and some people choose to come for the camaraderie, right? Realizing that, you know, just because their students are virtual doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have a desire to connect and be with people and kind of feel like they're also part of the team of people who are, are obligated to come in. Again, not saying that that's a bad thing, but when you're with kids all day, you're Mm -hmm. physically supposed to be in the building. So that makes sense. Um, I know one thing that our building admin has done is they have, um, They've created office hours, Mm -hmm. which, you know, they're just open. They're open office hours. They're via Zoom. And so you know that you may not be the only person in that Zoom meeting with them. And I think that that's a different way to connect. I agree with you, though. Like, Zoom is a completely artificial way to feel connected. So I am tickled pink that, like, it's that I have the opportunity to go to school every single day and not only connect with my kids, but to connect with my colleagues. You know, this year I'm co-teaching. I can't imagine what that would look like um, in a virtual world where if we started that way, this is a brand new relationship that I'm trying to build. It's the first time I'm co-teaching with someone. So I, I see that, that the potential for that to be so much harder would like what that would be like if we were fully virtual. And then, you know, we, in my building, um, I created a hybrid mastermind group for all teachers who, you know, like me are hybrid and, and, and it came from that natural feeling of like, we're all in this together. We're all having similar conversations, like you said, in the hallway or like, you know, at the, in the doorway or whatever. And it would be like, so what are you doing with this? Like, what are you doing with this? How's this going for you? Are you struggling with this? And like, I just felt like, why are we all having these little micro conversations? We should just be having a larger conversation. So the hybrid mastermind has really been going well, I think just even as an authentic way for people to share and for people to share across grade levels, across sections, um, across programming, you know, we have inclusion teachers like myself, you know, as well as gen ed teachers and, and, um, you know, full resource, special ed teachers. And, you know, um, one of the mistakes that I made was I didn't open it up to all of our, um, all of our special area teachers. And I'm not even sure why I just felt, I don't know. I, I, it's not that I didn't think of them. I I thought that maybe their needs would be completely different, um, but I've since opened it up. Um, Not that it's within my control, but like, you know, like it's it was always open to everyone, but I specifically sent it out to classroom teachers and special ed teachers who I knew had similar needs and um, similar talking points. But then you realize like, our special area teachers also have those needs. And um, so they've, they've since been invited to participate with us as well. Um, It's just that their needs are a little bit different, but again, they, you know, they, they learn from us and we learn from them because they're going through a lot of the same situations and, you know, they're able to articulate even about our kids, which is kind of interesting just to have that as well. But um, the hybrid mastermind group meets like every other Wednesday just during lunch period. Um, and again, it's all virtual, although sometimes people will venture out into a different classroom and kind of sanitize the desk or two and sit down with their masks on and just have that human connection. And it's a nice way to see other people's classroom setups, steal ideas that way. Um, so that's been, that's been really nice. And then, you know, from that group, we have like a text chain of... Of teachers who are all hybrid. And then we have, um, you know, we, we did like a little, we did our first like Friday pizza day. And so that was really nice. Um, just kind of just sitting, like I said, sitting together with people that you may not normally see. One of the things one of my colleagues said is just, it's nice to be in school and it's nice to be in school and get to know some people that you may not have gotten to know otherwise, because we're all in this very small, set a small group setting. Um, you know, we're like our own little cohort, if you will. Although cohort's not my favorite word this year. But um
1: there's a lot of words on
4: not your favorite. <laughs> oh my word goodness,
0: list. yes. The words <laughs> that need to be deleted from 2020. But um yeah we are, we're our own little cohort and, and it's just been kind of nice to get to know people that I know I would never have had the opportunity to connect with on a deeper level if that's not a good, for that's this a good
3: Stace. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. No, no no Okay. that's
3: good though that's really powerful because I think you know you're setting it up nicely that you know it's inclusive it, mm-hmm. it's it's open and it sounds like it's not just focused on like school this class this period it's it sounds like it's focused on so many different other areas you said classroom setup you're talking about lessons you're talking about you know technology so you can go through but also I'm sure you guys have the the I'm going to say quote unquote personal questions and I'm sure uh, personal conversations oh, yeah. that just kind of pop up every now and then. And I, I, that's good. I think that's more of what people need than let's sit let's talk more about this pandemic and all the things going on in our classrooms that are causing problems because having people together in this group that you can trust and you can count on as an ear to listen becomes more powerful. I think really you know, giving them the opportunity to join in and just have those moments of, I don't feel like talking about school today, but I know these people will support me if I have something else to talk about. Right. Uh, so the fact that you guys have each other's ears and can lean on each other's shoulders, I, I think that's really good for, for what we need right now and connecting with,
0: with right. others. And we started that way too. So like one of the things I said when we first started was, you know, like I'd really like to keep this all positive and have it be a collective where we're sharing best practices and- some of our best problem solving strategies and, you know, asking questions and looking for solutions together. And then I said, if you're looking to pitch, don't get me wrong. I'm totally here for it. Come join me at lunch and we'll, we'll have that because I can vent with the with the best of them, you know, and, and kind of get down dirty, but like that wasn't necessarily the focus of this group. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it can, I don't want to say it spirals into anything like that, but it, it can start that way, right? I have this problem and then, oh yeah, I have this problem too. And they can get, and then someone will, because we've set it up that way, someone will say, okay, well, what can we do about that? Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, oh, let's talk to admin. We have a spokesperson to go speak to admin. And it's just, it's been really, really nice. And then Chris, to your point too, you know, you have those collaborate, what did you call it? Collaboration.
1: Uh, CPT, Common Planning Time. Common
0: something. Planning Time, right. So we don't have an official acronym for it, but we do have that as well. And, um, and that's been nice. And so they're looking for ways for us to authentically get together in a very inauthentic way. So whether they're giving us PLC time or, um, or they're creating other time for us to have Common Planning Time, that's been really helpful. And then that helps us divvy up the workload And so in that regard, I've never felt more appreciative of such hardworking colleagues because everyone is really pulling a hefty mite in kind of planning math or planning science and social studies and saying like, here are the plans, you know, modify them as needed, but here at least is a very nice skeleton of what we can do. And our supervisors have been working really well with us. And the other thing that my district is really doing well this year, um, there's a lot more time to have cross district conversation. So when we have our PLCs, PLCs aren't just our building, PLCs are also the other building, the other fifth grade teachers who have the same PLC time. So that has been really valuable because, you know, it's, it's just nice to be able to work with those other colleagues who I've worked with in the past in my, in my other positions. And I know how strong they are in their teaching and in their planning and in their pedagogy. And it's just nice to kind of like pick the brains of a bigger collective. And so that's another way to collect or connect with colleagues that seems really authentic.
1: Stacy, you said a lot there and
0: I know I'm sorry.
1: No, 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 no. Um
3: so that's the point of a podcast.
1: <laughs> that's the point of the podcast. But everything you shared definitely speaks to those teachers who are currently having the experience of you know being hybrid where or, or You know, for those districts where maybe the kids are remote, but the teachers have to go into a building.
0: No, that's not true because all of our – any of those things can be opened up to anyone who is virtual as well. Like our PLCs, that's a combination of virtual and hybrid teachers as well as meeting virtually with the other buildings.
1: No, but what I'm saying is for districts that are completely virtual, Mm. what you suggested, yes, possible – but it might not be the first things that people think of to try to connect with colleagues. If they're even trying to connect with their colleagues at all. Right. Uh, f- from my own experience, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my, my CPT usually meets on Tuesdays at 11. That's my schedule time. And it's not my entire department. There's, you know, the VP are uh, two specialists. And then there's like five of us that we have it on Tuesdays at 11. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, my vice principal said, okay, you know, We're not going to be meeting for a couple of weeks because, you know, we're going to give you time to do like X, Y and Z. I forget what they were. I didn't do them. But anyway, the time was afforded, you know, to go and work on a couple other things. But I said at the end of that meeting, I said, could we still have this Google meet for maybe 15 or 20 minutes just to see each other chat just for a couple of minutes? You know, where, you know, I was like, I I like. I told my vice principal, I said, you know, if we were in the building, like there are just days where I'll like, you know, I'll randomly like stop by your office, say hi. How are you? You know, just to have like those water cooler moments, I guess that, that, you know, those, mm-hmm. yeah, those, those moments. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say coffee talk, but I don't drink, I don't drink coffee. Um, So Crazy. she was like, yeah, sure. I'll, if, yeah, I, if you're the only one who shows up, I will turn on this Google meet and, you know, I'll be here. So I, I went the last couple of weeks and we just chatted for a couple of minutes. And then, you know, I, w- I went about you know, my day and, you know, making lunch for the boys and everything I got to do here. Um, but it was just nice, you know, also in my school, again, because we're a hundred percent remote teachers and students, um, some of the guidance counselors and our, um, the ones who work with the kids and just some of the other ones, um, they, they started Google classrooms that people, could, adults could come and get some SEL for adults and they do a, a Google meet once a week. You know, back in the spring, you know, Bowtie Joe and I were doing a live stream like this called, you know, the Breakfast Club, where on Fridays we would live stream from 11 to 12 and just open it up for teachers to come in and chat. And at that point it was like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. So it was like just like a live, you know, googly meet, but, you know, through StreamYard. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And you'd also mentioned about, you know, faculty meetings and staff meetings and things like that. And, you know, I make it a point to turn on my camera. One, because I like when people go, wow, look at Nessie and his setup. Whoa, 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 whoa. I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like in those, sure. in, 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 like in our faculty meetings, on once a month, you know, we got like 250 people in a Google Meet, which I'm sorry, Google Meet get your act together. You're not built for truly having that many people. Um, like I'll pipe music in, you know, I'll, before the meeting starts, my principal knows, all right, Nessie will be in there and I will pop. Sp- Uh, pipe Spotify music in there. I do that with the Google meets with my kids. As I mentioned, I do that too. Yeah. You know, um, the, the other thing, and this goes outside the realm of education, you know, a couple of us, well, not a couple, like 12 of us, we started a fantasy football league and these are teachers who I normally see, but now we're in this fantasy football league where it's, you know, we, we have a little text group and, you know, we, we talk a little football, we talk a little trash, you know, from, from week to week here while football is happening um, but that has allowed me to connect with some people that I know, but in a different way and kind of escape from, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm miserable as a teacher right now. I don't know how you guys feel in education, but this, it sucks more often than not. It just sucks. It's really hard. And I, I've been sad at times in the last couple of weeks, Um, but being able to talk trash and talk a little football and, you know, like I'm doing with the public, like, going to be the announcer at the football games. I can see some of the security guards and I've seen, you know, Bowtie Joe and some other people. Um, but it's just been really hard and I'm doing everything I can personally to try and feel connected to my job, to my students, to my colleagues. I think right. it's
0: awesome that your school counselor has like an SEL time for just you guys. That's awesome. Well, Go ahead, AJ, and they, I'm sorry I cut
1: you off. And, well, real quick, they, they do too. So they do one where like just teachers can pop in. But then they do one where teachers and students can pop into a Google Meet. It's either once a week or every couple of weeks where they open it up during our new common lunchtime based on our virtual schedule. But it, it is really cool. Look ahead at it, Jim. Sorry.
3: No, 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 don't, don't, don't apologize. I'm just kind of curious and like I'm listening to you, Chris, and like and Stacey. I think you guys have some good things going on there. But then I, I think about it from the flip side, right? I I know, and Chris, you just mentioned it, so I think this is a good time to say it. I know. Teachers are stressed. Teachers are concerned. Teachers are nervous. So I know there's a lot of teachers who probably don't want don't want to see other people. Like I'll just I'll just say it bluntly, right? A lot of people don't want to see others. They're nervous for what might be out there. It, it's it's a fact, you know. When you say that, like do you that. mean
0: in person, AJ?
3: Yeah, in person. So I okay. know people people don't want to see other people, right? They don't want to be near people. There's fears going into a building, whatever the case may be. Um, so I wonder if some people, some schools really just want to shut it down. Like they don't want to connect with anybody right now. They, they, they miss their kids. They see them on, you know, see them virtually. They miss their kids. They miss their colleagues, but they're more than happy just at the end of the day, if they're remote taking care of their kids, taking care of the house. Cause then they know when all that's said and done, their work is going to continue again, nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Look, I've said it before I I live with a person like that, you know, we put the kids to bed and, uh, Jamie, Jamie's doing work. I, I got work to do as well. You know, she's up until 12 one doing things, you know, and she's working on a half day schedule where she comes home and, and tutors or has extra help however you want to call it, um, you know, for, for an hour and then she has more work. So like, I just wonder if people just miss the connection but honestly and truly don't want the connection. And maybe that's what's making a lot of people miserable as well.
0: I think I think some people I, I think you're 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 naming it in in a way that's real. And I think sometimes people just don't know how to connect with people when it isn't face to face, right? Like this is not a natural way to connect with people mm-hmm. for everyone, but, right? Like but,
1: but Stacey, as you say that, you know, what pops into my head is for people quote unquote, like us, connected educators, we've got a certain skill set. We have a certain set of skills from participating in Twitter chats and doing things virtually. And it's not even about being tech savvy, you know, because there are people who are not tech savvy who have figured out Twitter. So we've got a certain level of I could communicate with somebody without ever seeing them or having ever met them, you know, and and we, we, we can all speak to that.
3: Right. And like we we, we take it up upon ourselves to go out there and find those conversations, whether it is here, whether it is through Voxer, whether it is through Twitter, whether it's through Facebook groups, we go out there and find the people that we know we can talk to. Right. And that,
0: that's not what I'm talking about, though. What I'm saying is like, like even like originally, right, like back in the spring when we were originally in this, like I continued to connect with my colleagues because we would have like a random coffee Facebook or not Facebook random coffee FaceTime, right? Like we would literally have coffee and FaceTime. I never FaceTime anyone until this year. I thought FaceTime was like a joke. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is not the most natural way for people to communicate. And I, I, you know, communicate the way I like to communicate, which sometimes is not (laughs) with fidelity. And that's, but my family knows that my friends know that they kind of get it. Um, but Facetime became a way that I connected with my niece. I connected with my family. Like we had Facetime birthday parties, we had Facetime coffee hours. I just feel like some people still aren't there yet. As much as you can be in Zoom and 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 Google Meet, like that's an obligation. Whereas like Facetiming with a, with a family member or Zooming with friends on the side or having like a Zoom game night is not always what people are looking for or, or, you know, how they choose to connect.
3: Right. And I'm hoping that my teachers have those conversations, whether it is like text, FaceTime, even if it's going on Facebook and comment commenting on each other's pictures, I hope they have those moments because as administrator, I don't want to make it more mandatory that, okay, get back on a computer at two o'clock, two thirty, come and talk for an no. hour about nothing you need to know at this moment, because you're doing your job very well from where you are. You know, I like I'm I'm thinking about connecting more on a personal collegial, level. no collegial level than a okay. personal level. Like, I think the personal level is important, but I think if we're talking about like colleagues and we're talking about professionally, I don't know if that is happening. And again, not saying it in a negative way that my teachers aren't doing that because I'm sure they are, but I don't want to make it a mandatory thing that they better be.
0: Right. Well, then I think for you you personally, just because you are the administrator in the group is to be mindful and, and all administrators really to be mindful of what you're using your faculty meetings for, right? Like not everybody wants to do a, a check-in or a temperature check. Like I want to walk away from an hour long faculty meeting feeling like I got something out of it that I can either put into practice with my kids right away or or put into practice right away for myself. But like, if I feel like as and Chris says it so well all the time, if it's just hours in the seat, if it's just seat time, count me out. That is when I, you know, like I'm camera off and I'm like, maybe taking care of other things that mm-hmm. I need to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you guys are making a great point there. And Stacey, you're really putting it out there. Like, again, how are you using that time? And, and step, sorry, executive producer, Stephanie makes a point that <laughs> some people are quote unquote zoomed out. Okay. They're online all day with students and then have another meeting to zoom or Google Meet or you know, whatever the case may be. And you know, that there are districts out there that whether they're hybrid remote, whatever situation they're in, they're trying to just plow forward mm. doing the way they've always done it, except, all right, we're going to our faculty meeting is still going to be our faculty meeting. And it's just we're on Zoom or we're on a Google Meet. And, you know, it is what it is. Like, we're just going to continue on the path we're on. It's just that it just looks a little different. But we're trying to do the same exact thing. And if that's the case, those districts are failing their teachers, which ultimately fails your students, which ultimately fails your community, because you've got districts that are short sighted. And I they're just focused on the wrong thing. You know, and we, we you hit on it, I think it was you, Stacy, earlier about, you know, grace with students and we've seen that all around. That's another one of those terms, you know, show the students grace, show the students empathy. Where's the empathy for us and the grace for the teacher? Absolutely.
0: See, and I feel it. And I think, too, as educators, we need to be mindful that, like, this is a learning curve for them, too. Right. Like, so there are certain things that are obligations for them as well. We have we still have to go through our suicide and prevention training. The really awesome thing was like they were like our our admin was really careful about it. And, you know, it's not an easy faculty meeting to sit through. It's not an easy training to go through. And so when we got to that portion, because they combined it with INRS, which is intervention and something, something. Um, I never remember what it is, but it's, you know, it's that intervention for kids who are, you know, having all kinds of whatever interventions that you could want for them. And it was the last part of that meeting was the suicide and prevention one. And they said, you know, Cameras are off. If you want to join a smaller group, a breakout with one of the administrators or one of the school counselors while you like watch this training, feel free. We're here for you after. We're going to stay on for some good time after if you want to talk about this because it's not easy. And so I thought that that was like a really gracious thing. And I think, I think what's really, really important in, in this time for all of the adults in the building. And all of the stakeholders who are at home, whether it be parents, community members, or whatever, is to maintain those open lines of communication where you're talking about your needs and what's working best for you and your colleagues. And administration is talking about what they're obligated to do and how we can thoughtfully get through all of it together. And I think that that's really, really important because as Stephanie said, as executive producer Stephanie said, we are zoomed out and just to sit through an hour because the district—it's in your contract that you have to have two one-hour meetings a month. Like, no, thank you. Like, I, I, I no, right? Like, be gracious, and then do, and then do say, like, okay, this is going to be the common collaborative planning time that you guys keep saying that you need. Do this, and and be mindful that like we're giving you this, and this is our gift to you, knowing that you're a professional and that you'll take care of it. And then they do have to treat us like professionals. And I'm not saying that our that my district isn't. I'm just saying, like, you know, there are all those, like, check-ins and, like, I don't know.
3: Right. The, the word of the year is flexibility. And as much as teachers are being flexible with, with students, admin need to be flexible with teachers. However, we also have to keep in mind, and, and the bummer about this, and for those of you listening outside of New Jersey, I can't speak for you, and I apologize, but the state is not being flexible with any of us at all whatsoever. I mean, again, I'm in a different role, but I see it here. I, I feel for the teachers who are Zooming, creating lesson plans, creating assessments, grading assessments, doing the normal teaching activities that they're doing in a shortened period of time. And then let's do our PDPs. Let's do our SGOs. Let's worry about our evaluation schedule and figure out when we're getting observed. And how do you observe somebody when they're on the computer? Or how do you observe somebody when there's no students in the classroom? Like These are all things that, that the flexibility is not there, and that's unfortunate. We have to go through those those trainings that had just mentioned. We have to do our safe schools. You know, we have to get those videos in so we understand the different components of safety. You know, and the faculty meetings, of course, are mandated, but hopefully administrators out there are using that time wisely. You know, it's not a meeting just to meet. It's a meeting to give important information that's going to lead to something more. And at this point, since hopefully... You're not really meeting face to face with your staff. This is a perfect opportunity to start flipping your faculty meetings or doing more personalized faculty meetings and not just saying, okay, go with your, go with your team or your PLC and, you know, have a nice discussion, make it meaningful,
0: make it meaningful. I agree with you. And then also if it's only a 20, if, if there are only 20 minutes of content that you need to distill and get out there. 20 minutes all right folks questions comments no all right see you later and you get 40 minutes to do whatever
3: but even those questions questions comments don't have to be live like questions comments stay on everybody else go do what you need to do nobody needs to sit there just like we do in a normal faculty meeting nobody needs to sit there for questions that don't pertain to them don't be that person may i speak (laughs) to you privately if nobody wants to hear about you know student X from my class who won't stop talking on the Zoom and has an inappropriate icon. Okay, they get it. Move on.
0: Oh, I've never had anyone do that.
3: You've never had a faculty I, meeting where somebody just has this random, oh, um, little Jimmy won't stop talking in class. How do we... Really? Wow.
1: I get that at the high school level where it's Seriously. like, really? Well, this wow. question is so okay. unique to you. Uh-huh. Just shut up.
0: I mean, you got some of those more random what ifs, but it's not like...
1: Oh, I love a good what if question.
0: Where you can identify little Jimmy, right? Like where you're like, oh, Chris is talking about little Jimmy again.
3: You've never had those moments? No. The way you just said it right there is exactly what happens in faculty meetings. Oh, here goes here goes so-and-so bringing this up again. Everybody else has dealt with it this year. How come you can't?
0: I just feel like it's not like one kid. I think it's like sometimes it's unique situations and you're like, okay, I'm over your situation with like your...
3: Maybe it's a secondary thing. Maybe, Maybe that's what it is, Chris maybe the secondary thing. I have no
1: idea, but I, here, here's one idea I do have that I'm going to share from the uh, from the chat on YouTube. Enrique says, "Faculty meetings should not be held simply as an exercise of compliance, especially when fully virtual. Meetings must be an opportunity for teachers to share experiences and best practices." Woohoo! Amen, Enrique. Yay. Amen,
0: in
3: fact. In fact, we to do it. I know what you're playing.
0: <laughs> That was
1: good. <laughs> exactly. Again, but but again, there are districts and there are administrators who they don't get it. They don't know better. Yeah. Somebody somebody
3: fix these administrators, man. They're awful people.
0: Oh, God. If only there was like no, an no. A.J. Bianco they're, out there. Who yeah, could right.
3: Don't, 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 don't. Let me That's just say, <laughs> not what I'm saying. they're
1: not <laughs> awful. There are just awful administrators out there. They're not all awful. Clearly, we've got one right here on the panel.
0: Is that Arthur Johnson guy? Yeah,
1: (laughs) Arnold Jefferson Bianco.
0: Can't use them all tonight, Chris.
3: You're giving
4: them.
1: Oh, there's don't. There is no shortage, Stacy. Trust me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right. So I don't know. I I just think that like if you're the type of person who likes to connect, you can find ways. Like you talked about the water cooler earlier, and like legit. Our principal took away our water cooler and asked us not to use it anymore because it was at, like, it was like a congregating area. And he was, he was like, to the I, corona I, crock pot. And, and, and like, I was a little disheartened because not because I use the water cooler as a meeting area to talk to people, but because I'm, I'm like very, um, green and I'm on the green team. And so the solution was to give us little water bottles. And I was like, oh, it's so much waste.
3: Wrong, sir.
0: Wrong. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Willy Wonka.
3: I'm not. I'm not going to blame that on your administrator because they actually took hours away too. But they took hours away because of the shared water. <laughs> You're not supposed to be doing that.
0: No, and I get that. All of our, all of our student water fountains are have been like and sealed, and covered. Right. So this
3: is the same deal.
0: And I and I get Tell it. Me you
3: want to put your water bottle underneath somebody else's right now?
0: And I don't. I just don't want little water bottles. Yeah. That's all. Like they're like those little eight ounce ones where you like chug it in two seconds and you're done.
3: maybe your they look like should, grenades. Maybe your district should uh get in some uh flasks with the <laughs> logo emblazoned Ooh. on it Ooh, etched as they would say
0: fancy. I'd like a purple one, please.
3: Is that your school of colors? No. Yeah. does No't matter
0: <laughs> I, I, I they can't all be the same, otherwise, how would you know it's mine?
1: That's right. It's That's creepy. why Stacy got the purple podcast PD shirt. That's right. Look at Stacy sporting the retro wear, the the the
3: throwback.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Can you see
3: it? Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, just anyway. Just keep, well, yeah. Some people who people who are not watching can't see. So. <laughs> Stacy's wearing a podcast PD shirt. If you want one, go to the store.
2: If you yeah, want one, go to podcastpd.com/slash
1: shop. We've got yeah. great gear available. It's actually right on the website. You can buy right on our website. Woohoo. Stickers. You could like actually t-shirts. get a hydro flask with our logo can we yeah I wow. want
0: one
3: yeah go order it go order it
0: <laughs> i did not know you that.
3: can get a notebook with the podcast pd logo on it
0: i have enough notebooks you, to you like you could get a
1: pillow i'm working on a baseball bats so we could just bang ourselves over the head with them <laughs>
0: that's funny all right
1: well, while stacy is shopping
0: i uh, am shopping me, hold on
1: <laughs> let me quickly thank uh, our executive producers because we have more than just stephanie she's part of a team uh, that is uh, led by her because she attends regularly Not that the other ones don't attend, but they They listen and they support us. They they may be here. You don't know. They may be here. We don't know. Uh, Thank you to Adam Kelly, Mike Brilla, Stephanie Scrocky, and also Sandy Hartman, our executive producers. Uh, If you would like to become an executive producer and you get value from these conversations, you can do that. Uh, You can support our show on a monthly or a yearly basis. Uh, If you support the show, you will get a podcast PD executive producer sticker. And if you do that for a year, which is $50 for a year of your support, we will also send you, in addition to the sticker, we will send you a Podcast PD mug and a Podcast PD t-shirt. If you'd like to find out more about that, go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer. And thank you to all of our current EPs.
0: Yeah. And if you're just looking for really cool podcast stuff, like... There's a mason jar, dude. I didn't, I had no idea. It's out of stock, but I would totally rock that. Like when I saw mason that
1: product, jar. I was like, that has to be in the store. It's so cool looking.
0: <laughs> oh, this is fun.
1: The holidays are coming. So
0: oh, send I think some links might. to
1: your loved ones to, you know, don't yeah. be surprised. I mean, I have both your addresses. You might be getting some new podcast BD swag in the mail.
0: I Ooh. like that slim t shirt. Just saying. This is fun. Some good it stuff. Anyway, shop, shop, shop
1: shop shop it's podcast slash shop right
0: No, yes Mer- shop yeah. yes there you go yeah
1: cool yep nice all right um do we would you guys like to do feedback or do our recommendations
3: feedback first
1: all right let's let's go to let's go to feedback we got a bunch of feedback after episode 80 so six.
0: 86
1: after episode 86 where we talked about connecting with families um so this one comes to us from Derek Larson out in Utah, current substitute host of the House of Ed Tech podcast. Find it at chrisnessy.com. Shameless plug for me and Derek. Derek, what do you got for us?
3: I love it. Great episode. One of my favorite parts about this podcast is that you guys go off the rails. And I absolutely love when you go off the rails because it just shows you're having fun. And you're enjoying what you're doing, and sometimes when you go off the rails, that's when the real, thats when the real meat, meat and potatoes come out. Because at that point, it's like, oh yes, here's what's really important, or here's what you're really thinking about something. Um And I love it, love the whole episode. But like that.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Derek.
0: Did you think that his laugh there sounded like dastardly dog, like like the? I think, or is it? Is it Muggsy? Or I don't know. It's somebody from like Cap- that Hanna-Barbera cartoon era.
3: Speaking of, I, going real.
0: What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Uh, exactly.
1: There you go, Derek. Another stellar episode here in episode 87. Thanks for
3: the feedback, Derek. Well, I guess we don't uh, disappoint. Just when I thought we were actually putting like a strong episode together, we were going straight to the goal line. It's like the Jets. We fumble at the one.
1: I thought you were going to make a Daniel Jones reference there.
3: No, just Jets. That's all I think about is the Jets. I don't. I can't make fun of anybody else's team.
0: Who's Daniel Jones?
3: Well, he's a friend of ours. He's
1: the quarterback of the Giants who got hit by a sniper last week. <laughs> As he was running in the open field and just tripped over himself.
0: Oh, did they? They showed that on SNL. I thought right, like a clip. I'm of that. sure they
3: did. I'm sure they did.
0: That's that's my reference. I didn't know what that was for.
3: What's our next feedback, Chris?
2: Yeah, who else are we our your next? Count?
1: Our next piece of feedback comes from Annabelle Gonzalez.
2: Hello, podcast PD. This is Annabelle again. I am listening to the latest podcasts because when you talk about parent communication, that's something that sort of hits home. I guess I, you know, I feel pretty passionate about that, and and I'm a secondary teacher, so um, I haven't had to do that intense communication, I guess, like you do in elementary. But anyway, so. Um, I'm not done listening through. I'm just listening in chunks when I get a chance. But I did want to respond to something that you mentioned. So first of all, you're talking about, um, I think Stacey said something about fifth grade and how you don't communicate as much as you did with the lower grades because they're more independent. And I totally get that. But it's interesting because I teach at a high school and it's very high achieving school. And there is the expectation that there's a lot of parent communication. And anytime the kids are failing, teachers have to call home and they document and it's just, there's a lot of, I don't say pressure, but there's just an expectation that you document any failures and make sure that parents have been contacted. And by the same token, we do have a lot of, um, excuse me, helicopter parents that, are in the loop and they're all over their kids, so it's probably an atypical environment, and certainly it sounds like a whole lot different than when you all are at. But that's kind of where we're at. So, having said that, um, to kind of piggyback, sorry, on what I said about um, you know teaching the the kids whose parents don't speak English, um, I will say though that no matter what you do, parents are really appreciative of you reaching out. So a couple of things I want to say, something that I did in the past that worked really well is that um, I started making positive phone calls and I would do that at the beginning of the year, not just a, a an introductory call. I did some of that, but I started making calls to just say, Hey, you know, your kid did this or did, I mean, I, just, just something out of the blue that would really throw everybody off. And it was almost like when the, when they would answer that they would sort of stay quiet. Like, all right, is there a, but is there something bad that's coming? And, and I would say, Oh, you know, I just want you to know. And then I would introduce myself and say, if there's anything I can do, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out. And, and I always was very, um, I mean, I'm not a perfect teacher, but I think that that was a strength of mine of just being able to partner up with parents. When I called home, even if it was the worst of circumstances, I would try to put the parent on my side, because I gotta tell you, I'm also a parent. I'm sure you all are too. And when you get a phone call from a teacher and um, with an attitude or where they're just like focusing on the negative, we tend to get defensive because they're our kid. And, you know, we can yell and talk bad about them, but nobody else can. So my approach was always like, hey, you know, help me out here. You know this kid a whole lot better than me. And, you know, and, but starting out with a positive phone call before they even had a chance to get in trouble. It was a game changer. And I would especially try to target the kids that I knew from other teachers who had had them, but they were probably likely to get in trouble or to not do their work or whatever. So that's one thing. Um, this is probably getting long. So I'm going to sob and start a new Vox in a little bit.
1: The Vox that she left us after that was also good. But I just wanted to highlight this response because I like what she said about not just reaching out and communicating with families when things are negative. But to somehow make contact, even before that happens, to just share positive things, which I think is really impactful when maybe you have little Johnny or little Susie that maybe they get in trouble a lot and mom and dad are just waiting for those phone calls to come in. So it'd be nice if, you know, occasionally Johnny and Billy and Susie, they're going to do something good. Let's call home for that, too.
0: Yeah, good news. Phone calls are great. Even notes, little notes, like handwritten notes. I loved that. My my son's teacher would write notes in their agenda. Just say, like, I loved watching so-and-so um, with his moves like Jagger. I think she played that song when it was popular. And my one son danced. I can't picture it now because it's, I don't know, again, age totally changes them. But, um, yeah, it was just like, I was like, oh, she gets him. She saw him do that one silly thing and like that was very much appreciative. So, thank you, Annabelle, for the reminder that parents need to hear the good as well as um, be aware that, you know, their children are not always well behaved and that you are a partnership. What else we got, Chris?
1: We have one more last piece of feedback from old friend of the podcast, Louis Soper.
4: Louis. Hey guys, it's Louie from Philadelphia. I'm just uh, stopping in because I am, I've am i been listening to more podcast PD recently. Um, I, it's dropped off recently or in the past several months just because of craziness in the world and life and so on and so forth. But I just, I'm loving getting back into you guys and um, I can so, so, so relate to um, the things that Chris was saying in the podcast. I work in the city of Philadelphia. The whole sentiment of like wanting to communicate with these families and um moving to middle school it's like even less like the, the parents are even less engaged Um, once you get to middle school in the inner city um I'm, i i will say that you know it's not it's not complete radio silence but i can totally relate to use the numbers and the the sis and then nobody answers the phones are disconnected the mailboxes are full it's it's so much of what you were saying, I just, I'm in complete solidarity with you there. <laughs> um, and uh, Stacey, I also started using Remind this year, uh, which has actually been um, a great tool in this community to use, because um, I think like you were saying in the podcast, everybody's using their, everybody's checking their, their text, uh, everybody's checking their phones. So I have parents who I can connect with on there, and I'm like always, when I do have to reach out to these families, I leave a voicemail, it's like, you can always reach me on Remind, add a Texas number to this number, and then every once in a while I get a new ad. Um, and once the kids realize that I'm sending these Reminds out, like all the time, like they're missing announcements because they just never sign up sign up for it. Um, I got kids to sign up too. So anyway, um, thank you for all the hard work that you guys are putting into just sharing your wisdom and experience with us. Um, I so enjoy listening to you. Hope you guys had a great week. Happy Friday! Congratulations. Um, in case you're wondering, Joey, we are we're we're remote for like the unforeseen future. There's no plan to go back. Anyway, thanks for all you do. Bye.
1: Thank you for calling that in, Louis. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's tough in the the urban education environment. And you know, remind is certain that is certainly very powerful. Again, these kids are texting all day long, so why not hit them where it counts? <laughs>
0: Just keep in mind your kids need to be 13 if you're gonna use remind with them.
1: Absolutely. But parents should all be over the age of 13. True story. Especially if their child's in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you to to Derek and Annabelle and Louie for sending in feedback. If you want to send in feedback, go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and there are a couple of ways you can do that. You could also join our Voxer group. If you go to podcastpd.com slash Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. We've got some great conversations that happen over there. A lot of people sharing things. And based on even today's episode, that's important right now to connect with other people who can relate to your experience. Because maybe, you know, maybe your spouse or your loved one is not an educator and they don't quite understand, you know, what you're going through. It's nice to be able to connect with people that do, and at the very least you can count on a j Stacy and myself as some as people that you can reach out to and share your stories with
0: agreed it's a good little group in there
1: and before we wrap it up, I know Stacy her magic wand is ready to go, but we do have a couple of things that we want to share because we'd like to share recommendations in each episode, and <laughs> we've been hitting you with one today we've got four so Hopefully this is not too much. And one of them comes from Stacy. So Stacy, why don't we start with you? I actually have two. You have two. All right, cool. But again, this is going to be a teaser because again, remember folks next episode, we're going to go through everything that Stacy is subscribed to. And we're going to play like it or spike it to see what she continues to be subscribed to or does not stay subscribed to. So for Derek Larson, it's going to be a full episode that does not take place on the rails.
0: It's going to be totally on the rails. Okay. Off the rails, whatever. You listen,
1: then you have subscribed to some train podcasts. But go ahead, Stacey.
0: I have not. All right. Um. So I think the reason that we have so many is because Chris and I were very like-minded in our picks. Um. But my first pick is a podcast that is relatively new to me. It's called Civics 101. And um, I really like the podcast because it is pretty much everything you need to know about all things civics related from the Supreme Court to filibusters to the Hash Rule to the Electoral College to why we have presidential debates and and Chris and AJ, you'll be impressed that this is not a podcast. I mean this podcast has been around for about four years. Uh, you'll be impressed that I did not download every single issue in the back catalog. I decided to pick and choose and um, a lot of the episodes, a lot of the episodes that I really latched onto were, were the ones that were more um, geared up to this election. Um, You know, the electoral college, I know is going to be a huge thing this time around. It was a huge thing four years ago. And so just some really interesting things that I think are easily digestible. They're relatively short episodes and certainly things that you can share with your students, if podcasts are something that you share with your kids. Um, It's, it's, by a little um, public radio station out in New Hampshire. So totally cool. I really like it. So Civics 101, give it a listen, pick and choose. Let me know what you're listening to, like judicial branch, um, the electoral college um, protests, the census. There's just a lot going on. And I think that it's definitely something that I think we forget when we're not in school. And then we wonder about when we start hearing those terms you know this time of year, and then my second one is also related to the election, and um, this is from the New York Times, um, the Daily, and the particular episode is is a peculiar way to pick a president, and that one really does delve into the Electoral College, why it exists, and um, you know some of the shortcomings, um, why it still exists, so how it came to fruition, Hamilton, and um, you know why. It still exists and, and it, it's a little it's it's much longer than Civics one oh one. You definitely get um, some interesting story there, um, and a little less fact based. So not not less fact based, it's New York Times, but you know it is. <laughs> I was I mean.
1: gonna say, wait a second.
0: <laughs> you know, but it's 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 got like some anecdotal type things. It it talks more about like specific times in history where the Electoral College has really come into play and um I found it really
1: interesting. Very cool. And again, like Stacy said, at the onset of her recommendations, uh, we are on the same page. And I recently binge listened to three episodes of one of our favorite podcasts to talk about. And that is the Throughline podcast from NPR, where on this podcast, they go back in time to explain what's happening in the present. So... Uh, if you are a social studies teacher, language arts teacher, it's a great storytelling podcast uh, about actual nonfiction stories that are history. Uh, but anyway, these three recent episodes are based around voting, the Electoral College and everything that is current right now. It's actually funny. As you were talking, Stacey, I realized that we're recording this on Sunday, November 1st. People are listening to the podcast version of this in the future. So people listening to this as the podcast they already know what has potentially happened. So you might be listening to this and we might have a new president. You might be listening to this and our current president is still the president. We don't know as we're sitting here recording this only you and the Let's future be real, Chris. Know that. We're no gonna one's going to know, gonna that gonna that know on Wednesday.
0: <laughs> no. And you'll, you'll find out more about the electoral college in any of those episodes and like when they actually cast their votes, which yes. is really interesting. And um, when, you know, the difference between media calling an election and states actually certifying their election results, which sure. re- is really different. So,
1: yes,
2: we're not going to find out Wednesday, uh, though.
1: No, I mean, it would be nice. Again, hope springs eternal. Uh, but anyway, Don't so these three back. episodes, episodes—I I, believe me, I won't. Uh, or maybe I will. <laughs> so the uh, it's all around this, this current state of politics and the episodes are titled. In order, the Electoral College, how we vote, and the most sacred right. So real quick, the Electoral College one. uh, This is from October 15th. What is it? Why do we have it? And why hasn't it changed? Born from a rushed, fraught, imperfect process, the origins and evolution of the Electoral College might surprise you. So that came out on October 15th. From October 22nd, the episode titled How We Vote. Here's a little bit of the description. Drunken brawls, coercion and lace curtains. Believe it or not, how regular people vote was not something the founding fathers um, thought much about or planned for. Go figure, right? And uh, the last one, the most sacred right. Here's a bit of the description and this centers around Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass dreamed of a country where all people could vote and he did everything in his power to make that dream a reality. In the face of slavery, the Civil War, and the violence of Jim Crow, he fought his entire life for what he believed was a sacred natural right that should be available to all people voting. So if you haven't listened to those three episodes, uh, it is a combined listening of one, two, a little over three hours. So it's 58 minutes, an hour and an hour, five, all really good. Listen at one and a half speed and you will certainly be more informed than you are right now. So yeah, that's our recommendations. Um, Nice job. So.
0: Yeah. Stephanie said she listened to that electoral college one on through line. Stephanie, if you like that one, I really recommend the, the daily from New York times because it gives you um, all of that. And in a little bit less time.
1: Now, AJ, we had one more thing that we wanted to talk about. Stacy doesn't know about this. Oh, good. (laughs) But AJ and I, we're going to make a baby.
3: Wow, well, you had to go that way? You couldn't like just say what we're going to do? Like, Ew. That was just so How weird, long- man.
1: <laughs> How long have you known me?
3: I didn't know you were that weird. All right.
1: So, AJ. Edit, edit that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Hour and eight yeah. minutes. And go back.
1: <laughs> so, AJ and I have one more thing that we want to talk about. And Stacey doesn't know what that
3: is. It's AJ, scary. AJ,
1: tell the people what they will win.
3: Well, with people like Stacey, they're not going to win anything. But for those who actually care, you're going to get more of me and Chris as we are going to create a podcast. Yes. It'll be AJ a Yankee-based I... podcast Yes, for the baseball are... lovers. Stacey's head drops. Stacey's, yeah, right. <laughs> for the baseball lovers out there, we're talking Yankees.
1: Yes, we are going to give baseball. it a go. We're going to start that sports podcast that we've been talking about for years and we are going to give it a go, AJ. Do do we want to tell people what it's called, or do yeah, want, I mean, do it's,
3: do? it's out there. You you've it's already created, you've you've done it.
1: It's out there. So we are going to be launching a podcast called The Chase for Twenty Eight.
0: Okay, can I stop for a second? Because you know sports. I thought the World Series already ended. The Astros won, and we were. Wow! Would...
3: No, no, that, no, that, no, that no, You no. are you are four years behind there.
0: Whatever. <laughs> So, wait, who won?
3: You might want to listen to this.
0: (laughs) Didn't someone (laughs) just win the World Series?
3: Yes, the Dodgers of Los Angeles. The Dodgers?
0: I was going to say some, yeah, whatever. I was wrong. The team, it's all good. So, when is the starting, gentlemen?
3: To be determined.
1: We're thinking December-ish.
0: And the chase for 28 is significant. Like, what's that number about?
1: The Yankees currently have 27 World Championships to their team credit over the last 100 plus years. We are in pursuit of a 28th. So we have titled the podcast The Chase for 28th. So we are only going to broadcast and create this podcast until they win their next World Series championship. Could be next year. Could be, could the be following 12 year. years
0: from now. It could hey, be.
1: Shut could be. up. Wow. I mean, it would be but fun to brought, to podcast with AJ for 12 years. Um told me
0: to shut up. <laughs> I'll,
2: be, I'll be old.
1: <laughs> so Maybe
0: uh, the if, Jets if will wanna, win before that, AJ.
3: The Jets, please.
0: The Eagles won once in my lifetime. Anyway, mm. anyway, is that so, why you guys are it, both wearing Eagle or, um, New York shirts?
3: No, I wear a jet shirt every Sunday.
0: Is, is that a jet shirt? Yeah. Oh, is, I yeah. couldn't tell. It just <laughs> said New York on it. That's all I can say. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So the chase for 28, AJ and I are going to launch that non-educational podcast. So if you want more information on that, you can go to chase for 28, the number 28.com. And, uh, we are, we are planning, we are creating some, some content, and we're looking forward to having some fun and talking a little baseball.
0: Well, I'm excited for you guys.
3: Thank you.
2: Thank you.
0: It should be good. You guys put on a good show, and like like Derek said, the banter is always fun. That's the best part of the conversation. Maybe you'll have me on, and you can teach me some things.
3: Yeah. That's not <laughs> that's an option. <laughs> we we could create a segment
0: like, where it's ways. like- it,
1: Yeah, it could be a recurring segment where we bring Stacy on and- Talk a little baseball. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a clever name for such a segment. I
0: know, now. I'm trying to think of it like
1: <laughs> striking out with Stacy. Stacy
0: sits in the dugout. Stacy. <laughs> Stacy's at bat. She's in the St- hole.
3: There's a baseball term. Good job.
0: I used to be a baseball manager.
3: <laughs> you used to be a baseball manager?
0: For high school, yeah.
1: Scorekeeper, AJ. Scorekeeper. She kept the book
3: ah got it
0: yeah ah, got it. yeah true right, story, but nice. I know all the positions like numbers
1: very cool so you can check out the chase for twenty eight that's coming soon we will certainly uh let you know when it's going to launch once we are uh further along in the process but you can at least see the podcast cover art and check out the website oh can I see the cover
0: and let me see chase let for twenty
3: eight dot
1: com <laughs> yeah chase for twenty eight dot <laughs> com
0: you can show me when we go off air, then.
1: I will. Actually, you know what? No, I can do it right now. I'm fancy like that.
0: I knew you could. AJ, boom.
3: This is just very compelling for those people who
0: are listening.
1: There you go. So there's the uh, the chase for twenty eight, a Yankees podcast.
0: What is that thing in the background? Oh goodness!
1: That's the Yankee Stadium facade. I figured. <laughs> the freeze. So yeah. Cool.
0: Very uh, cool.
1: Stacy. Take us around magic.
0: the magic. <laughs> Take us Good around magic. the bases. Okay. All right. How's
3: it going? Well, we gentlemen. A segment.
0: It is time to hit a home run and go to bed. So say goodnight, AJ.
3: Good night, AJ.
0: Say goodnight, Christopher. Good night, Christopher. Good night, Podcast BD.
1: Thank you for checking out this episode of podcast PD for links to everything that we discussed in this episode. You can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com to connect with the show on social media. We are at podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag podcast PD to connect with Stacy, AJ and myself. We are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie at Stacy Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.